Hey there, friend, and welcome to Courageous Radiance Podcast. My name is Brittany Dixon, and you're joining for another prayer for our spouses session. We're getting anchored, and we're anchoring ourselves in God's word and in prayer at his feet. And I can't think of any better thing to do in general, let alone for our marriages, whether your marriage is on a high, uh, a just a constant, uh, mellow, monotonous level, or if it's just on a deep dive, whatever this is for prayer is, is not specific to the condition. It's prayer. It is saying that God, you're bigger than all things. God, you're greater than all things. Um, I'm limited. You're not Lord. I trust you. It's saying a lot of things and it's being rooted in God's word. So, I just, I'm so grateful that you're listening and joining. I pray that you have been praying up till today. If if you're going to get caught up, that's amazing as well. This whole month of August, we're praying for our spouses. We're lifting up our marriages and cultivating them in God's word at his feet. So this is day five, y'all. And let's hop right into Psalm 119. And we're starting in verse 23 today. So again, Psalm 119, verse 23, though princes sit together speaking against me, your servant will think about your statutes. Your decrees are my delight and my counselors. My life is down in the dust. Give me life through your word. I told you about my life and you answered me. Teach me your statutes. Help me understand the meaning of your precepts so that I can meditate on your wonders statutes, precepts, there's the decrees. There it is again. I mean, I know I keep saying this every day, but man, part of reading scripture, like I I use a lot of different methods. Some are consistent, some are not, but for repetitive things, I I usually circle the word, I might underline in a different color. But, um, and in this case, we got some synonyms here, right? So sometimes he's he's using statutes, sometimes it's decrees, sometimes it's law, sometimes it's instruction, precepts. But either way, they're like, God, you have all of the answers for my life. And if you're anything like me, I don't know if you've been searching, for, you know, searching for your life, your whole life and waiting for an answer, thinking you get an answer, thinking you have some clarity and then life shifts in a different direction. Well, friend, what if we anchor ourselves to these precepts of God? So not just our husbands, not just praying for them to do it, but us to emulate that as well. And for us to be praying this for our husbands and, and y'all, this, this I think really is transforming because Instead of God just being my personal genie in a bottle and I need God to do this in order for me to be happy or for or in order for me to have the air quote purpose and the calling of my life, which I know I want. Right. I know that that's a big thing now is to know my calling, know my purpose and and to even start off with all the things that I that I'm doing right now. Man, there's this part about getting ourselves as empty as possible. And I don't think there's anything wrong with with stating our accomplishments, but what are our accomplishments if if God didn't first give that to us? So I, I was actually reading in Ephesians, and it's interesting how much Paul starts with, I, Paul, a prisoner. I, Paul, a servant. You know, he wasn't saying, I, Paul, 
you know, the, the main writer of the New Testament. I, Paul, who can, who knows the whole Old Testament. I, Paul, uh, a Jewish leader, like he wasn't stating any of his things that I put on my, my Instagram description that I, that I feel a, a, a bit of, of umph kind of come into my heart, if I'm honest, when, you know, someone wants me to explain myself and I want to pull out my card of all the things that I've done, my list, my resume, my credentials. And what if our credentials are in God's statutes and it's the end and God is the one running the bus of our life. So I, I really, feel like this is just such a theme, even though we're just 27 verses into this, this long psalm. So the, this, the verse that I wanted to pray specifically over is verse 27. Help me understand the meaning of your precepts so that I can meditate on your wonders. And, you know, um, the Lord really revealed. So in Isaiah, I, I know I haven't done this, but in Isaiah, um, chapter six. I just I want to read this to you. It's it's so so you know Isaiah was a prophet. It's just a, a couple chapters, a couple books of the Bible over in the Old Testament. But Isaiah six at the beginning, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord seated on a high and lofty throne, and the hem of his robe filled the temple. Seraphim were standing above him. They each had six wings. With two, they covered their faces. With two, they covered their feet. And with two, they flew. And they called They called to another, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of armies. His glory fills the whole earth. The foundations of the doorway shook at the sound of their voices, and the temple was filled with smoke. This is Isaiah 6, chapter 1, or verses 1 through 4. Y'all, I forget when I'm praying to God. So before we pray, I just wanted to encourage you um, in, a, in a thing that I'm really new at doing. I, I'm not going to say I've just been doing this forever. But I'm really, before I'm praying and just, you know, doing those quick rote prayers, I'm remembering, I'm getting a visual of who I'm praying to. Who are you praying to? That's what I ask myself. So just ask yourself this. Who am I praying? As I'm lifting up my husband, as I'm lifting up my empty cup, who are you praying to? Because Isaiah, who uh, God allowed him to have this vision, he so he was literally in his spirit seeing this. And, and John in, in the book of Revelations had the same thing happen, in, as well as Daniel. But it's it's the beauty it's the splendor like it's it's too it's so it's so overwhelming that a lot of times i can't even put words to it but what i'm thinking man i'm over here half rolling out of bed crusting my eyes and if i can bend let me just be honest i'm transparent sometimes going to sleep cuz i get up so early for my quiet time and you know i might drift off to sleep and man or again just this real quick Motion, emotionless prayer to God, who Isaiah is is describing. He's so lofty, his splendor, his glory, y'all. He, I mean, this this literally brought me to like boohoo tears thinking about this God seated on a high throne, and and it's like when you think of like 
a bride who has this long train. That don't even compare to his robe, which is like filling the whole the whole room, the whole the whole world. He's so it his greatness, I don't even have words for it. I don't even have an adjective. But either way, I really want to encourage that as we're praying, as we're about to pray now, that this this beauty and the splendor of God, it creates a reverent awe. And then likewise, it also gives peace because this big God, this almighty God is who you're entrusting your life to. You're surrendering this, this prayer, your, your heart's desire. And now it gives it a different color, right? Because now it's not, oh, okay, God, help my husband, help my marriage. I want to be, I want to be happy or, you know, he's cheating on me again. He's, uh, went back to the casino and and he's causing us to be bankrupt. He's um, talking to me crazy. There's whatever the level, whatever is going on, or we're just kind of like two ships passing in the night because this is such a busy life season. And am, am I coming to God just kind of meh? Or am I coming to the beauty of the throne and saying, God, God almighty, and unfortunately, up until this point of starting to have this visual of God before I pray, I wasn't. And I think that my prayer life shifted and it's and I believe it'll continue to shift every time. I mean, I literally have goosebumps now thinking about every time now I pray. I can't just go to prayer and just be like one, two, three, I'm done. Like it's just this awe that that um, should really be the driving force behind our prayer. So as we're praying for our husbands to meditate on, per this verse, um, verse 27, to also meditate on God's wonders, how about we do as well? You know, it's it's hard. Even with my kids, I'm like, you know, when they want to do as I do versus doing as I say. So how about we do the do? And maybe that will also begin to trickle and to affect the people that we lead, most of all in our home. God, your wonder is so great and it's so mighty. No one can even look upon you and live. You're too beautiful. You're too wonderful, Father God. And in all of that, we get to come to you in prayer. We get to you, maker, creator of the whole world. And you love us so much down to the deepest microscopic level that you want us to give you every desire. God, we pray for our husbands, this institution of marriage, which you've created. And you've said, you've shown that having this high view of you is to have a high view of marriage. So God, we just pray that our husbands, the leaders of our home, who we're supposed to be as to the Lord honoring to, God, please help them have this reverent understanding of you. Help them to to be so in love of you that following your precepts and your instructions is the easiest thing that they could ever do, even if it costs them, even if it's inconvenient. God, I pray that your word is etched 
onto them like a tattoo, so much so, God, that they can't help but find themselves meditating on you and your word all day long. And Lord, we just love you and we are utterly amazed and how powerful you are, and we trust you implicitly. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for our husbands. Thank you for filling the gap. Thank you, God, for loving us as you're calling for us to love our husbands. You loved us, God, when we rejected you. So help us to love our husbands even if we feel rejected. Help us to be filled by you. In Jesus' name, amen.